Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is May 9th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the Christ, the way, the truth, the life. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. And I don't know if you know who Jesus is, but if you don't, we do encourage you to get to know him today. Here's the bad news. I do have to give you that first. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, and we deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. The good news is our debt or sins have been fully paid for by the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And he died for our sins. He was buried and was the only person who was risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. If you believe that this has happened and trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are saved from eternal damnation. You'll begin wanting to start to live for him, not for the world. As scripture states, we become ambassadors for Christ. We welcome back Paul Adams today. Um, we are not going to be having uh, Brother Bob Hagen on or Michael Pells with us today. Unfortunately, they're not going to be able to make it, um, but uh, we do continue to lift them up in prayer. And, uh, of course, we welcome back our uh, panelists Bob Barber. We bring back uh, Kevin Hookman, and of course, once again, brother uh, Paul Adams. Brothers, thanks for coming back on for another uptime. Glad to be back. Thanks. Glad to have you. Uh, verse of the day coming from BibleGateway.com. We do bring uh, these to you from BibleGateway.com. Romans 8, 1 through 2, there is now therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to be getting into a number of things tonight. Uh, Paul does has, uh, have a presentation for us tonight, which is great. Praise God. I think it's uh, we're all going to enjoy this presentation. Um, before we get into that, I just want to know uh, what was going on with everyone's week. Bob, how was the week? Anything uh, Anything new? You did come out with a video just recently. Yes, I uh, came out a video. Um the Lord showed me that the other week when I was on uh, God a Minute. I was doing something with God a Minute, uh, John Boucher and Ronnie from uh, Mennoy Mine. And uh, doing this video, I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, man, look at that. You have Jupiter and the scales. I mean, that's huge. And that's in 2030. And that's the main thing I was looking at. And then I was like, you know what? There's something else going on, not just with the scales, but with Virgo. With Leo, and I began looking at all of them. I'm like, hmm. And it's funny because then I, I was like, I, I began thinking myself, there's, there's something here. And then when I started making the video, especially when I started re making the artwork, the artwork really brought it to life for me, you know. So that was a great video, uh, sign in 2030 that points towards Jesus' return, you know. So I put that video out. And other than that, I was doing uh, shorts, I redid my short videos. Turns out the short video on YouTube is not short unless it's under a minute. So all my videos were just over a minute by three seconds or ten seconds. I had to go back and redo them all. So it looks like I reposted stuff. But it's the same videos. It's just shortened a little bit. It's like getting under a minute. So, But that's what I've been doing this week, though. Very good. Kevin? Yeah, I mean, um, when I saw that video yesterday, I was energized. I was like, oh, Bob is on a roll here the last two weeks with uh, 2030 
2030 stuff, you know, basically um, pointing to 2030 as an interesting, very interesting year. And, you know, Bob, I didn't know any of that stuff that you talked about yesterday in that video. I had not done any research on it whatsoever. And I looked at it and I was just like, wow. I mean, uh, it really made my week because, um, you know, a lot of stuff has been going on in the news with um, especially like everybody is now talking about AI. I mean, AI is just at the top of everybody's mind. And, um, and of course, the, the new banking system and that kind of thing. And I'm telling you, those two things are coinciding exactly as we thought that they would right at this time. I mean, there is no doubt about it. Um, and then, of course, the biomedical uh, part of that as well um, is just, you know, it, we'll talk about that more. But all those things this week has really encouraged me to, to, to continue to, to know that we're, we're right here on the precipice. We are so close to uh to going home right. I mean, it mm-hmm. is really close amen I do believe it yeah kevin we missed you last week uh, everything good with work and yeah you know uh, there there are time a few times in the year where things coincide and it's kind of like usually at the beginning of the month and it's just uh you know so work just gets up and i got to deal with it and um you know i actually was done about 8 30 or so um and then, uh, you know, not not Eastern, but uh, but I did go online and I was able to uh, to moderate the chat and stuff. But I felt like it was kind of late to to jump in um, on the video side of things. Yeah, so I, never I just hung late. out. I just hung out in the room. <laughs> never, never too late. Just always feel welcome. Please. Right. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, Paul, we're going to get into what you have for us in store for us. We're going to get right into that. Um, so can you just give us a little lead in as to um, before um, you do this presentation, what brought yeah, sure. this up? Um, my lead in is uh, I love the Lord with all my heart, soul and strength. And I love you brothers like my own brothers. I, I really do. Uh, and I love all people that are on here on the chat. Um, uh, I, I do it for the glory of God. There, there's there's nothing in it for Paul here. Okay. Um, I've had a great week. Um, I, I looked at one little kid, 13-year-old kid called Malachi uh, Bayo, and he was thinking that America's got, or Britain's got talent. He's got this angelic voice. I've never heard anything like that. The impression the Lord gave me, and I'm no prophet here, okay? I'm no prophet. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a pastor. None of that. Just a lowly guy. The Lord gave me this impression that while this young kid is going to be singing somewhere in a grand hall, like maybe Carnegie Hall, who knows, the rapture will happen. He will be raptured and the whole world will be stunned. Okay. <laughs> so if it happens, it happens. Um, apart from that, I, um, I keep watching the news, and uh, whenever I pass by flowers, beautiful flowers, now you're going to say, Paul, you're a little bit off the deep end here, uh, but whenever I pass by beautiful flowers, I tell them, I tell them in Greek, because they understand Greek, <laughs> I tell them to please pray that the Lord's rapture be near. 
and I feel that they hear me and uh, they're going to be presenting the Lord with these prayers, hopefully. Now, as far as this little presentation here that uh, I'm coming up with, it's a, like a PowerPoint converted into a video, about 12 minutes. And I had run out of things to say for this program for tonight. I didn't know what to bring up. And I was laying on the beach yesterday getting a bit of uh, vitamin D and whatnot. And uh, I closed my eyes and I was asking the Lord, please, Lord, tell me what should I bring up? And the retina of my eye turned red. And the Lord said, God is seeing red. <laughs> so that's the theme of the presentation. The Lord is seeing red. Okay. Okay, very, very good. <laughs> All right, so let, let's get right into it. Um, you have something to present to us. Uh, are you ready to have this started? Yeah. Okay, let's get it. God, all glory be given. God is seeing red right about now, and you'll understand why in a second. This is a three-part presentation. Take it nice and slow. The Lord talked about the ten virgins. Five were wise. They kept their lamps full of oil. The foolish virgins did not do that. In King James we read, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Some of these scoffers include Anderson Cooper. We hear about rapture, anxiety, and Christians, all in CNN. The Lord said, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Now, some people will say, oh, no, he was talking about the church in Philadelphia. Well, the Lord loves his people at all times of earth's history in all places. So whether he was talking to the church of Philadelphia or whether he's talking to us now, it is the same principle. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He saves and spares all those who love him. Judgment starts with the church. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. The Lord said, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Okay. Part two. Let's remember God is seeing red. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? 
The age of grace is done. Judgments soon begin. Harsh judgment. Remember the story of Ananias and Sapphira? A certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back a part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. What happened to Ananias and Sapphira? They fell dead right in front of Peter. He didn't bring it on them. The Lord killed them for holding back a portion of the price. And Elijah answered and said to the captain of fifty, If I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And there came down fire from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Those are the kind of judgments we are going to see in the tribulation. Following the rapture, the age of grace will have been done and over with. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zor. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. We are looking at similar judgments to fall upon the earth. The same kind of destruction is going to happen soon. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly, shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, and it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and he shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Remember the two witnesses in Revelation? And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood, and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. Judgments are going to be unleashed. Part 3. God is seeing red. Remember the Passover? The Israelites had to put a mark on their doors so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn. Similarly, the Lord has marked us He's going to take us out of this generation and spare us the destruction. Because Satan is taking control of the world. The WHO and the United Nations coordinate global plan to decriminalize pedophilia. Transgender toddlers are treated at Duke UNC and ECU. The number of pediatric gender clinics were only two in 2007. This is how many we have in 2022. What's going to happen in five years from now, 10 years from now, if this trend continues? 
Dr. Rachel Levine, a transgender himself, says that there is no argument among medical professionals, pediatricians, pediatric endocrinologists, adolescent medicine physicians, adolescent psychiatrists, psychologists, etc., about the value and the importance of gender-affirming care. Really, Dr. Levine, since when we've had hundreds of centuries of humanity go through life without your assertions, Nowhere in the animal kingdom do we find this kind of perversion. And yet the U.S. Navy is using a drag queen to recruit people into the Navy. And drag queens are performing in front of parents and their children. This is the kind of evil that was prevalent in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot. And then you have the CRISPR technology that is editing the DNA of humanity. Satan wants to rule and he wants to be worshipped. Wherefore art thou red in thine apparel and thy garments like him that treadeth in the wine fat? They asked the Lord. He says, I have trodden the winepress alone and of the people there was none with me, for I will tread them in mine anger and trample them in my fury, and their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments, and I will stain all my raiment. God is seeing red. When they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. O beautiful Babylon, sit now in darkness and silence. Never again will you be known as the queen of kingdoms. As the Lord spoke of Babylon the old, so is he talking to Babylon the new. There's currently in the U.S. 500,000 homeless, and that number is going up. Standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, the great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. America is on its way out. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year, for to slay the third part of men. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. The Lord said to his disciples, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Notice the Lord talks about eagles flying up in the air. He didn't talk about mules 
or donkeys or elephants or lions or tigers or cheetahs or apes or worms or snakes. He talked about eagles. So keep your oil lamp full with oil. Repent. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Rents.com just featured a video of a dad having an end-time rapture dream. Check it out. And this is my website, rapturedreams.com. There's over 140 videos of people who have had dreams of the rapture. May God bless you all. Amen. Good video. Great Man. presentation, brother. Yes. A lot of red coming, man. Do you have anything? There's a, <laughs> a lot of blood coming. Wow. It's <laughs> a lot wow. of red coming. He's absolutely right. Man. Ooh, got chills thinking about it. Um, yeah, so, Paul, you want to just summarize a little bit of the, the video? Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, we, we all watched it, but tell, tell us a little bit about what you what you think about this now oh. and what are you really trying to convey to the the audience um in uh, I, you know you try to condense it as much as you possibly can because you don't want to well i don't have the tools number one and number two people get kind of tired of long 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 presentations uh but the lord was trying to be succinct with me He's telling me, as it's been happening in the past, so will it happen in the future. Just as there was evil in the past, and just as the Israelites were redeemed, as I've redeemed many people, saved them, snatched them, um, so will it be with the saints in the latter days, you know, those who love me, right? Um, but the wicked are in for a harsh judgment. Uh, the, the age of grace, the, this age where, you know, we live and let live and we forgive and we turn the other cheek and we try to be nice to people, we try to encourage them, we try to give them, you know, a, a kind, soft pitch of the gospel so they don't feel overwhelmed. That is all coming to an end when the tribulation starts. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the other thing... Perhaps I'm wrong here. The other thing that came to mind is, had the church remained here during the seven years of tribulation, let's say, hypothetically, which it won't be here, but had it remained, I think inside of us, our anger, our fury would be off the charts with what would be going on, and we would be taking action, and then, well, there'd be nothing for the Lord to do when he returned with his army. So he, he doesn't want us to get involved in this battle. He wants it to draw itself out, and then he'll come back with his army. And I hope I'm in that army when he comes back. Um, he'll come back with his army and straighten it all out. But he is coming back like a lion. He's a, you know, you're absolutely right there, Paul. Right now what Satan's doing, he's agitating this army right now, the body of Christ, the arm, the, the, our army right now. We're getting agitated. Okay, people are waking up across the world right now. Regular folks are waking up. What about those who are believers? 
freaking agitated right now. You know, I'm at that point. Where I was like, when are you going to come to my front door? Because I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. We're all waiting for you. Take your best shot. <laughs> okay, I'm at that point right now. I don't care. Okay, this is disgusting. He's, you got these freaks trying to recruit people. To, really? Ooh, look at me. Ooh, look at my, look at my wig. Be strong. Be a man. Get in the army. Yeah. Doesn't work that way, you morons. We we are in trouble. I've been watching that crap all week. You know, you got them. You know, one person said, uh, made a made a good point. You know, asked the question is why do these freaks like why do these freaks have so much interest? Uh, I forgot how it went. Is uh, don't ask why the kids are interested in the freaks. Ask why the freaks are interested in the children. <laughs> and when I say freaks, you guys know what I mean. Okay? <laughs> Guy in the high heels. Dis- disgusting SOB. Okay? And notice there's only men doing that. Only men. You don't see women, you know, getting dressed up as men and going doing the stuff. It's the men dressing up as women and trying to get kids to do that. Did you hear that <laughs> one kid? You, you posted that video of yours. All those, uh, uh, the new uh, gender-changing operation locations, okay? You hear about that one kid that died because of going through something like that? Oh. Body rejected everything. That's awful. Okay? A male is not supposed to become a female, okay? It's not supposed to happen that way, all right? So, yeah, the, the Army is getting agitated. This guy is getting agitated, mm-hmm. Okay. I'm ready to fight. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, I, I don't want to have to fight physically, but definitely fighting in the spiritual realm. But, you know, it comes to my front door. Watch out. Well, <laughs> I'm not holding back, man. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. My schools, I'm not holding back. <laughs> when we talk about the two witnesses, when we talk about the two witnesses bringing fire down on their enemies, okay? It gives you an idea of the kind of power that a believer in Christ can have, the, the, the kind of faith, okay? Do you see any Christians out here doing that kind of thing, you know, with their faith? No, no, not even close, no. So where the Lord said, when I come back, will I see faith on the earth? He's asking a rhetorical question, obviously. There won't be much faith. Because right. we're all kind of like, you know, I, I don't want to be bothered. I don't, you know, they can do what they want. Uh, but we have spiritual powers, brethren. We have spiritual powers that we're endowed with because of our faith in Christ. We have them. So. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Luke uh, 18, 8. Uh, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? And uh, that's a good point because will he find it? Will he find it? That's the question, right? What's up? Um, but when he comes, most of us remnant. are gone. Yeah, but he'll, he'll find it in the remnant of Israel that's calling exactly. for him. And uh, exactly. but aside from that, there's, there, there isn't any because they all have taken the mark. And they've all turned themselves into non-human beings at that point. And, you know, a lot of people are like, how could God kill all those 
animals and children and everything like that in the flood. The key verse, it says that, that Noah was pure in his generations, right? That means that the other ones weren't. That means that they, that they, that they had, and Bob always says this, they had Nephilim blood in them. They had Nephilim DNA in them. Uh, what do you think this, this whole thing is going to happen here with the mark? What do you think that turns people into? You think it's just normal humanity at, at that point? No. The fact is, is that there, anybody who takes the mark is condemned to the lake of fire immediately. There is no, mm-hmm. there is no repentance. There is no turning back. It's because the, the, they're, they're not human anymore. They're not fully human. They're not pure in their generations. And so mm-hmm. it's the same judgment that's going to that's happen. And God said, I will never do the flood again. But the next time I'm going to come, uh, it's going to be with fire. fire. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And what does Jesus do? What do the two witnesses spew out of their mouth? <laughs> what does Jesus do when he comes back and he speaks the word and it's a double-edged sword, two-edged sword? I mean, I'm telling you that it's lining up exactly like that. And Bob, the people in the modern era right now are really in two separate camps. One camp has lost complete trust in governments, in the leaders. They don't trust them one bit. I think that we're in those camps, in, the, in that camp. Oh, man. You know, I'm we, in we, that we, camp. I'm deep in that camp, man. Yeah. I mean, you're, 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 <laughs> I'm yeah, in there. You got the fire. You got the hot dog on the stick. I mean, you are you are camped in there, and you are watching – and, and there's a lot of people that have woken up to that lately. And I would say in modern times, there is the least amount of trust in government and stuff like that because of the foolishness and the way that they're performing and, and, and the fact that they have no logic or reason to their things. And, and they call it science when it's not and, and all those things. But the, the wise can see right through it. But then you do have another camp which believes everything that they say and will just go out and try to proselytize everybody with their fake pseudo lies and, and, and science. Right. And they're trying to get more disciples in their camp and they do it by advertising, which is the, which is getting backlashed all the time. Now, whenever they try to advertise this stuff, it's an immediate cry from those in those other, in the other camps saying, what are you doing? Why are you shoving this junk, this pseudoscience, this cult mentality down our throats? We don't want it. It's a lie. And it comes straight from the pit. And yeah. I'm telling you, Bob, it is set up for those people who believe those lies to fall for strong delu- the strong delusion, which is going to come, and reject the truth completely, which is Christ Jesus himself. And that we are on the cusp of that happening because I'm telling you, no other time has it been lined up like this before. Yeah. You know, I have a question, you know, that's a, I love the point that you put it up. Don't step on Greg. Greg was going to say, yeah, Kevin, you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Amen. How about an amen? I think we were talking about uh, last week or was it, um, I think I was talking about this, Kevin, where uh, the Bible talks about when, uh, you know, when, when death, all right, when the uh, the fourth when the fourth uh, seals open, okay, and the green horse of death is released. All right, and it says death and Hades followed death. 
Right. Okay. I always thought it was interesting. Why does Hades, which is hell, have to follow death during the time when this judgment's released? Because this judgment is for all those people in the other camp. Mm-hmm. Because when they die, death kills them, and then Hades, which is hell, is collecting them. So they're all right up, right? Yeah. I remember I was walking through my garage the other day, and you know the Lord just stopped me and hit me. He's like, you know, Bob, I know these people make you upset. These all these, you know, these trans people and these tr- drag, uh, these drag queens that try to do all this stuff, get the kids and stuff. But you know, they're, they're going to be dead here in a few years. They're all yeah. going to be in hell in a few years, all of them. That's the you sad know, part, isn't it, Bob? That's sad. I was like, you know what? I it, it hit me. I was like, know. you know what? They, they they're having a good time now, man. But when you get down there. You get down the hot zone, Kevin, and you know there's no coming back. No, there's there is nothing. a severity. That's there's the a severity to all of this. There's a severity to God. There's a severity to uh, a reality of his judgments. This mm-hmm. is the reason why we talk about these things, because sometimes all some believers talk about is just the goodness of God. They don't talk about right. the severity of God. Mm-hmm. Right. They want to push, push that to the side. But that's the whole reason for us being saved, folks. Don't forget the whole reason behind the gospel is to save us from from hell. That's right. right. Uh, he he saved us from that, from going into the into the pit. We're already on our ways there. Okay. So that is your way, destination when you're born, right? I that mean, is that your destination, your folks. Destination. He's saving us from it, exactly. from going there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank God now we have a, a predestined, uh, you know part of going into heaven after mm. after beautiful believing in jesus trusting in him and what he did for us on that cross of calvary you know bob talk, brought up a little bit of a good point i mean i know we can talk about being in a certain camp um but there's also the uh, the understanding of of being as uh, innocent as doves right uh, as wise as serpents uh but as harmless as doves and uh, that's that's something we also need to keep in in mind is because we know it's easy to for our flesh to take hold of mm-hmm. us. We know that when we see these things, I mean, obviously, we're going to go a completely different route and our flesh is going to take over. We're going to probably not think about this verse in Matthew ten sixteen, <laughs> being as harmless as doves. Um, but at the same time we rely on the Holy Spirit to, to assist us, right, in in staying grounded, staying anchored, grounded in the Word, grounded but in the Holy you Spirit. Noticed, but haven't you noticed, Greg, that when somebody gets irked, right, and you, and you feel like you're a sheep in the midst of wolves, and you're wise, and you see what's going on, that the reaction to it is different depending on which camp you're in. So, for example, the ones who are in our camp, we go by what Bob was talking about earlier, is that we don't fight against flesh and blood, right? It's a spiritual battle. And so we don't go out and take up arms against those who are pushing these ideologies all over us, okay? We're not going out there and smiting them. We, we actually feel bad for them because we know what their destination is unless they repent, mm-hmm. unless they change. And yet those on the other camp, though, will absolutely go out and commit violence and will do whatever it takes 
in order to coerce somebody in order to join their camp. And th that's the difference. That that is that is why we are harmless as doves at that point. I mean, our words do mean something, and we can push back, and we're supposed to. I mean, Ephesians five says, "Expose what's going on." Well, sure, but in what way? And what but, regard? Well, certainly mm -hmm. not with violence, because you if you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. And not only that, if you kill somebody before they've accepted Christ, they have absolutely no chance at that point to repent. So you, you're taking away the opportunity there. Um, I, you know, so so I would say share your wisdom. Share share the gospel. Share the truth. Sure, they may reject it, but that's all we really have at this point. We're we are not supposed to take up arms against them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. They're, they're being pushed by spiritual demonic entities. And like with Susan Lunster, drag queens and trans are deceived and need our prayers. All right. And that's true. And I I find myself praying for these people. And mm -hmm. you know, it's it's not easy. But it's not as bad. I say it's not it's not it's not hard to pray for them. But I find it hard to pray for like world leaders, man. That's tough, mm -hmm. man. You know, you don't like praying for Biden. You don't like praying for Kamala Harris, you know, Fauci, you know, as as long as like the Lord's like, don't even pray for them. Okay, they're done. All right, stick a fork in them. All right. But for all these other people though, you know, the drag queens and trans, all the people, you know, you know, here's the main thing here I'm seeing right now is we have to be going home here shortly because they're going after all the children now. Mm -hmm. And what do we see a parallel of here right now? We see the parallel of what the Bible talks about when uh, the days of Noah, when no flesh will be saved. Okay. So what we're seeing right now is the exact same parallel is there's no flesh of children in the sense it's paralleling it here right now that this flesh is going to be absolutely demolished if nothing if everything continues as is you know what i'm saying yeah mm -hmm. yeah they're, they're, listen we're we're at the point right here where where evil is just goes. running rampant right i mean it's not like as bad as it's going to be during the tribulation but it is it is um, a period of lawlessness right now that are, is all the way at the very top of governments. And they're doing things that are against the law constantly. And they have their supporters, and mainly the media is also supporting them as well. And that's very difficult for us to, to stand and and be okay with it you know we're not okay with it but what do you do about it and and i think that that's the key is that you share them the truth you share them the truth the wisdom that's within the bible you share them those things um for example a really good verse is when jesus said they god created them male and female he created them uh that is from the creator of the universe himself okay so if you if you can't accept that truth, then you've got a long way to go. Um, but but that that's the point, though, is that if you if you just let them know where you stand with it and don't waver from it, either they're gonna they're, they're just gonna tell you that you're a hater and this and that, and that's okay. They 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 can go ahead and say that, 
But what you're supposed to do is not lash back out at them. You show them, like you, like Bob was saying, you show them some grace, some mercy, some love, and they don't know what to do with that. Usually they just leave you alone because they really, all they're really looking for is confrontation and fight. And uh, look we, at this from Regina's voice. You know, we should get angry when kids are being molested and raped by men. It's disgusting. Obviously, yeah, there there is a, a anger that we can have. It's called righteous anger, right? right. Toward toward all this evil. But it can't turn to violence. But it can't so turn to answer, violence. To answer, oh, it'll answer. turn to violence if I catch them doing it. Oh, I'll get violent. I'll stop them that's real quick. It. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's uh, what I, won't, I, won't, I won't let well, somebody keep doing that. That's a little different. I mean, if you're, if you're actually protecting one, yeah. your family, that's yeah. different than than like if somebody is agreeing with this type of behavior and then you confront them and then you do violence against that person for agreeing for, for them agreeing with this, you know, uh, with, with uh, bad, that bad behavior. You cannot do that. You can absolutely protect yourself. That's 100 mm-hmm. percent. Absolutely. But you can't go out family, on, on a rampage to. and try to look for some vigilante justice. Yeah. But if, you, if you catch some guy trying to rape a woman, do you catch him? Yeah, I'm going to stop him. Sure. Catch some guy trying to molest a kid? I'm going to stop him. I'm going to stop him really hard and really fast. Yep. Okay? Take him down quick. Mm-hmm. Make, sure, I make, make sure he's unconscious when I'm done. I, I, 100%. I agree with that 100%. But yes. Uh, the precedent here, what we should be doing in general, you know, there's a precedent. Um, back in the days of the Israelites in Egypt, okay, they were hard done by, by the Egyptians. They were being driven by the slave drivers. Mm-hmm. They were hurting. They were persecuted, killed, you know, beaten up. Did they have any books to read, like uh, scriptures? No, they didn't have the Bible. They didn't even have the Ten Commandments. They were praying constantly to the Lord to redeem them. They were praying, praying constantly, okay? So this is the president. This is what the Lord did. There's a scripture that says, I answered their prayers and I delivered them out of Egypt. Uh, And now we are in the same kind of situation almost, you know, where we are being persecuted by our slave drivers. We can't really retaliate because if we do that, it's going to snowball against us. They're going to go after and start shooting anybody who believes that, you know, you're a Christian. Uh, So what we have to do is follow the example of the Israelites in Egypt. We need to be praying day in and day out that the Lord rapture us so that... We can speed up his second coming. You know, the faster we get raptured out of here, the faster the tribulation will start, and the faster he'll come back eventually to, you know, settle the score with Satan. And Satan knows that his days are short. He knows, so he's he's pulling all the stops, okay, with pandemics, with wars, okay, with the economy, uh, with the breakdown of the family, all of that. You know, a, a social engineered meltdown so that he can create conflict, chaos, and then say, oh, well, you know, you guys want answers? You want solutions? Here, here's, I got some solutions. Uh, yeah, well, let's call it the New World Order. Uh, you know, we call it the Great Reset, whatever we'll call it, but it'll be good. You'll own nothing, but you'll be happy. You know, don't worry about it. So, mm-hmm. The thing with, with Satan is he, he's always going to sugarcoat the damage that he's going to create. Like the Antichrist promising Israel, you know, 
uh, covenant of peace for seven years, <laughs> then he breaks it midpoint. You know, he's a liar. He's a born liar. And all the spawn of Satan are born liars. They do not want the truth. No matter how plain and simple it is, they don't want the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, Satan right now, just to confirm what we talked about before, you know, when the new seven-year cycle began on, in uh, Nassan 1, March 23rd, 24th, that was, a, that was the beginning of the seven-year cycle. And I believe this seven-year cycle contains Daniel's 70th week. Now, uh, uh, Matthew 24, Jesus talks about that these days are shortened. And then when the dragon gets kicked down, he says he's mad because he knows he has a short time. And I always make that argument. It's like, you know, when you get kicked down, you know the Bible says he's supposed to know the Bible better than all of us, Paul. So see, when you get kicked down the earth here, Satan, it says right here, and he's reading to himself, I'm going to be angry because it's going to be a short time. No, well, I got seven years to get this done. But here we are now in the thick of it, and we're in that seven-year period, and there's two months that went by already almost. Mm-hmm. You're two months down. You're six years and ten months in now. Okay, mm-hmm. you got six years and ten months to go. Okay, so guess what happened? Last week, the World Economic Forum and the U.N. announced that they need to start taking steps to accelerate the agenda for 2030. Things are not moving fast enough. We they, they are freaking out right now because they need to accelerate everything that they're doing to usher in this 2030 agenda. Now, 2030, I did a video where it shows the Lord's return pointing towards 2030 in the celestial heavens. Okay, it shows the judgments. It shows it's coming in the sky. It shows them taking out Satan. And by the way, someone just informed me on that very same day that the video I put out where it showed that whole sign of the Feast of Trumpets, there's one more piece of to, one more piece of that puzzle I was just introduced to by Aaron that got a minute. He said that there will be a comet that will be passing underneath the foot of Leo at that time, that very day. And guess mm. what the name of that comet is, Paul? Lucifer. Really? That's the name of the comet, the, the, the asteroid passing underneath wow. uh, uh, Leo's foot. You know what that means, right? The Bible said he'll bruise his heel, crush his head with his heel, and wow. he'll bruise his heel. The lion, the lion's heel. Yeah, passing right underneath his foot, right at the exact wow. same time as the rest of that sign on the Feast of Trumpets 2030. And then the army of Satan, represented by Mars, is right at the mouth of the lion. Yeah, right at the mouth. Right where the, the two-edged lion. sword comes out of. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's like we're. I mean, I kind of lost my train of thought here now. But thing is, we're trying to make people aware of what's coming in 2030. So yeah, the World Economic Forum. So yeah, the World Economic Forum and the UN are accelerating their efforts now, Paul. Because they need to get this thing done by 2030. Because here's basically in a nutshell what Satan needs to do. Satan needs to prepare his Nephilim army. And they need to be at full capacity to take on Jesus and the angels and armies of heaven coming in 2030. That's all he cares about. Mm-hmm. Okay? He needs to build an army. You know, he got kicked down from heaven. He's already down two to one. Or so he's, Yeah, so he has two yeah. to one. So he's the third of the angels that fell. Okay, so now he needs to recruit humans, upgrade their bodies, give them the mark of the beast, so that way he has a standing army on that day when Jesus returns in 2030. Talking about armies, Bob, uh, somebody commented in one of my videos, uh, you know, some 
well, let's, I won't use any expletives here, but uh, the, the question was, so, you know, if the dead in Christ are already dead, uh, they're not going to go through the tribulation. Why do they need to be resurrected? It's mm -hmm. like, oh, now I got you. You know, what are you going to ask? How are you going to answer that one? Well, uh, logically, the Lord, number one, needs a very large army up there. So the dead in Christ will rise to accumulate more troops. And also, the dead in Christ are our progenitors, our ancestors. Would it make any sense for the children of the ancestors to be up there raptured and not have the ancestors up there with them? He wants to unite the families. That's why he's going to resurrect them. The dead in Christ rise first. Okay, It's, it's very, very, very simple. Yeah. Um, we did a we did a video on that last week actually with we did, uh, right? brother yeah Lee Brainerd we we did discuss a little bit more about uh, the difference between you know uh, the first will be last the last will be first but uh, yeah it is it is interesting to note that uh, you know those believers in the time of the age of Christ right. or during the age of grace uh, do get to go and um, so the, the only and get thing their rewards also uh, at that point. And so the only thing that's holding Satan back right now is the restrainer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> but Bob, you can see the lining up that's going on right now. You know, mm -hmm. that, that, that everything is getting into place. The technology, all of the, um, you know, the conferences, all of the meetings, all of the plans, all of the agendas, they're all coming together. And then they had, that trial run that we all witnessed where so many people got a jab in show so short of a period of time. Mm -hmm. I mean, Bob, they, they, they just did a trial run for the rollout. Um, the next one that's coming is going to be the real deal. Kevin, uh, so yeah. they know exactly how to do it. You know, they've already they've already, you know, did it did, did a test. And so now you're going to have this uh, all set up. And like you're talking about, Bob, this is all planned and designed and set up so that mm -hmm. when the restrainer is removed, it's not going to be set up time anymore. It's going to be go time. Mm -hmm. Evan. I've done a website on the uh, jab and, uh, you know, the C-19 thing, the fiasco. It's got over 784 links. Um, it was up on February 21st, February of 2021, I should say. And uh, one of the facts that people neglect completely, it's, this is all full of facts, okay? F for the last 30 years, um, the deaths from all jabs, all injections, all vaccines, if you do the math, comes out to 1,267 deaths. The deaths in 2021 from these jabs, okay, was 21,000 in the U.S. We're talking about just the U.S. here. 21,000 versus 1,267. Mum's the word the media would not talk about, but it's all in there. In the CDC website, it's all in VAERS. You do all the research, it's mm -hmm. all in I can give you tons of other information, okay. data, that confirms that yeah. this has been nothing but genocide. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they, go to your website for that, right? What's that? Same, Greg. Yes, they can go to your website for that. The website. website it's no jab. Reason up. No jab for me. Dot info. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you know that's brilliant what they're doing right now. That was a brilliant move on their hands because when they did that. Now they're like, okay, that's a troublemaker. There's a tro- troublemaker. See how we dealt with that problem over there? You saw that problem come up? You saw how we dealt with it? You saw how we dealt with this? Oh, yeah, it was brilliant for them to do that because now they know how to deal with all the obstacles that they need to get around when they bring out the real deal. Okay? And right now, I mean, how many different flu things they have coming out right now? I can't I mean, all the ones they're trying to scare everybody with right now. Sure. It's just It's just absolutely insane. Okay, it's but, not working for them. It's not working. Like the bird flu, who cares about it? Monkeypox, whatever happened to monkeypox? Uh, the yeah. the COVID nineteen variants, what happened after uh, the D or the O? You know, what happened to the alphabet on those variants? Uh, mm-hmm. they, they're coming up with Marburg or all these other diseases, but nobody gives a crap anymore about all this. They really don't. I think. I think they really don't. So they'll have to release a real killer, a real, you know, killer that they have the added O2 so themselves, the, the elite, the controllers don't get injured, and then kill off the masses. Well, consider this, though. They don't even need to release an actual killer. Um, there could be a pandemic, and there, you, there we know there's going to be pestilence during the, the time of the tribulation. We know that. Uh, that's, that, that is part of... Um, the third seal, I believe. So there's going to be um, all kinds of bad things that are going to happen during that period of time. But even if it isn't a major killer, what if they reported it that it was? What if they just told everybody that millions of people are dying and that you need to 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 to, to get medicine for it? What if uh, all of a sudden there's just this awesome uh, injection that you can get uh, either in your forehead or in your hand, and then uh, you know on your wrist, and then basically it pr- provides you with immunity, and you're yeah. going to live a long, long time. Possibly. It doesn't even have to be that anymore, Kevin, because they're talking about putting stuff in the food supply now. Yeah. So they can just yeah. sneak that in easily. It doesn't even have to be that anymore. So just put that, just putting that out there because it's been already put out in the yeah. But uh, the, but the but Greg, I'm talking about the actual mark of the beast. That is not going to be in the food supply. Well, no. no, because that deals with a form of worship, and there's a specific right. scripture. It's been written as to how it's going to be issued. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, but, yeah, it can't be that way. Well, the, the banks are talking about a digital ID now so that people don't hack your password. Same with Google, same with Facebook. They're trying to implement some kind of a uh, security device so that uh, your password cannot be hacked. You have more security on your accounts. Scott, I never said, hold on, Scott's saying that he disagrees with me because he says the mark's going to be a clear choice. Of course it's going to be a clear choice. I never said that it wasn't. What I said was is that they're going to offer this this mark, and there's going to be false promises along with it, just like Satan did at the very beginning. He said, you will surely not die. God did not say that. It's the same lie. It's the same lie. So, yes, people will willingly take it or they'll willingly refuse it. And if they refuse it, they'll, have, they'll be beheaded. And if, they, and if they, they take it, then they're doomed to the lake of fire. 
Mm-hmm. Of course, it's going to be a conscious choice. How well, many people really- know? How many people know that with the jabs? Okay, according to protocols by the CDC, etc. The first 14 days following your last jab, you're still considered unjabbed, unvaccinated. And most of the events, adverse events, happen in those 14 days. So they can say, oh, this guy, he was unvaxxed. He didn't have the vax, you know. So look how deadly COVID is. It's killing all these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. You know, isn't isn't it funny though that every single global that global move they make towards the populations involves sticking something in your body. Yeah, they're just biometrically just you know honing everybody in right now. True, and it's leading up to the mark. Okay, yeah. uh, you're right. They are getting that biometric uh, thing for the banks. Yes, you're right. There is stuff in food. There's all types of stuff going into your body because here's the thing, too. I also believe that there needs to be, like, I think what they're trying to do is get people ready physically. When they get that mark, they're able to, you know, be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're uh, they're optimal yeah. to get that mark. So aren't you glad you got that jab and that jab and that jab? You ate all those cornflakes and Fruit Loops and other stuff and GMOs, and you stop eating cows. You start eating those bugs and everything. Ain't that great? So now when you get that mark, you'll be able to do all kinds of fun stuff. You know, so I think it's a buildup. It's definitely a buildup. But like Greg was saying, though, you know, they might sneak all kinds of stuff into your body, but a day will come when they raise that bar and say, hey, worship that image over there. Okay. There's a difference, right? Because there, there's yeah. a, there's any anything and everything that can't separate us from God, right, Greg? And then That's there's right. the mark of the beast, and then right. that is taking that is taking the mark, taking the image, or the number of his name, and then worshiping the image, and so that is that is a spiritual uh, choice that people are going to make. But I'm telling you. You can make that choice very easily if you're deceived. And if you're deceived by all these things that they're already starting to roll out, even with kids being mutilated. Um, So it's all about changing your body, isn't it? It's about putting something in there or changing it in order to make you better. And ultimately, though, you know what their final destination and goal is and that is for eternal life they've said it numerous times bob that is what they're that is what they're you know aspiring to get so that we can become gods so that we you know can can live forever in some way shape or form with body and machine coming together and and becoming the ultimate you know creature i'm sure Uh, this Verse has come up in other people's minds on uh, on the audience in the audience as well. Matthew ten twenty eight. Fear not them which can kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Exactly. Um, yeah, let's mm-hmm. not fear what man can try to do to our bodies here. No, these are temporary well, tents. We <laughs> and that's another reason why we have to be raptured and why the restrainer is removed before the evil com- comes through and starts doing all these things because Bob, there's no chance that you and I and 
all and Greg and many, many people in this chat would do anything about, uh, of worship a, a beast and, and, and the image. We are not going to be deceived. It's impossible. You cannot Kevin. deceive us. Kevin. Yeah, I don't need to be tested right now. Yeah. Revelation exactly. 3 tense is a time of testing for those who dwell on the earth. Okay, I don't need to be tested. I'm saved, sealed the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Okay, you don't have to ask me if I believe in Jesus Christ and finished work to save me. Okay, I don't need to go through a testing. I'm done. I graduated. Right. Amen. We're I'm not going to get the second we're, half we're, of my gift now. We're not on the cusp of being deceived. We're, we're not like uh, wondering whether or not we know the truth or not, and we're not seeking it and this and that. What we're seeking is for more wisdom and righteousness from the truth <laughs> that we know is the truth already, which is Christ Jesus himself. So, which is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Yes, exactly. And so we, we, don't, we don't need a test to determine what the truth is. We already know the truth. And that test is going to be very difficult to pass in the future because right. God is going to send a strong delusion because Satan is going to come with all lying signs and wonders. So it's going to be a very difficult time to make that choice. People are going to actually believe, and we're talking about billions of people are going to believe that the Messiah has come and that he is on the earth and they are going to worship him. Yeah. You know, Kevin, the, you know, do you think oh, that... Do you think that some of these people that are living in these last days, the Lord has known up in heaven, he has known their spirits, just like he knew Jeremiah, just like he knew Jesus. Do you think that some of these have been not condemned, but foreordained perhaps to wrath, that they are sent here at the last days because they were wishy-washy spirits up in heaven. They, they they didn't know exactly what they wanted to do with their future. So the Lord reserved them for these last days. They, they, he said to them, okay, you want to go down there? Here's your shot. Go on down there. See what you can do with your free agency, right? What type think, of spirits are you talking about here? Huh? What, the, people what take, the people will take the mark. Well, I, well, I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer that the spirits are, are there before someone is... Uh, is conceived, but maybe you believe that I don't. But that's all right. But the but to your first point, do I believe that there are people that are here that God knows are not going to 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 accept the truth? Hundred percent, because the Bible says that He sends them a strong delusion because they they rejected the truth. That's the reason why, because He knows that they're going to reject the truth. He's going to send them a strong delusion so that so that they believe the lie, you see? So absolutely he knows. He absolutely knows. But there are going to be some that reject that and are not deceived and do come because there is a multitude in white robes that are there, that are given white robes, that are under the altar, that are calling for vengeance because they've been persecuted and killed. So there is absolutely a gigantic multitude of of those who are going to come and it's going to be the biggest revival ever uh which is during the tribulation period man i'm looking forward to that it's revival. the latter rain right we know, um, that's why he sends two angels in the sky to preach to every single person on earth in their own mm -hmm, language mm -hmm. the gospel is going to reach everywhere on earth at one point okay everybody is going to be hearing it and they can either accept it or reject it they're going to be told do not take the mark blessed are those who die that's right. Blessed are those who do, who do not take the mark. You're going to have 144,000 witnesses. You're going to have two witnesses that are going to be right in front and center in front of everybody. Amen. So, guys, 
I'm going to ju- jump off. Uh, great conversation tonight. Loved it. And okay, uh, I'm going to tend to family now. Okay. All right, Greg. God bless you all. And uh, see you next week. in the air or next week. I'll tell you right now, this time, right now, this day, this year, right? Right now is like the, the greatest time to be alive in world history. If you are alive right now, you are so fortunate because all the things that are taking place right before the rapture happens and to be alive and know about the rapture. Okay. Not want to be one of these Christians. You get saved and then you don't study enough. Even though you're born again, you got some life in you, which still qualifies you for the rapture, but you don't study the rapture. You're not into the rapture. You're not into the Lord's return. You don't love the Lord's return because you're just not looking for it. Okay. All right. First and of all, okay. one, hold on a second, Bob. I, I have to. I have to say something about somebody in common again. Brian B. Kevin, you stand in the minority when it comes to the knowledge of the fact that God knew us before the creation. So he's saying that, like, I think that God doesn't know us before creation. <laughs> of mm-hmm. course he does. I never said that he didn't. I just said that, um, you know, our conscious spirits are are up there with him before we are born. And then God decides, oh, this person is, is not doing a very good job up here. So I'm going to send them down because I know that they're not that, that they're not a you know, believer. That, I, I don't believe that one, for one second. Maybe other people do. But of course, God knew us before the, 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 the creation of the world. Of course, God knows the end from the beginning. He knows every single thing about it. But it doesn't mean that we're before we're conceived that we are creature beings with him. Uh, well, some people may believe that, but I don't. Jeremiah, I'm in the minority of that either. So, Kevin, Kevin, in Jeremiah, I think the first three verses. If you look uh, in Jeremiah, the Lord says to Jeremiah, "Before I formed, before I fo- I formed thee in the womb, before you were conceived, I knew you, and I set you apart as a prophet." Of course, you know, so it's that's not point, like, that's God knowing what is going to happen in the future. Yes, because he has already been there because there is no time frame for God. So in but, other words, God, God knows Jeremiah before the creation is at the end of there is no end of eternity. God knows that all that what Jer- Jeremiah is all the way from there to there. So what you're saying is basically, to make it real easy to understand, God God sees everything. He sees the first minute to eternities. He could see he could, he could see where we're at 2,000, 3,000 years from now. He could see where we're at, exactly. okay, what we're doing. So he, he, he knows all the people years. who are born uh, in 30, let's say it's 2030 20, right now. So he knows everybody that's, he knows the people who are born in 26 Hundred AD. Okay, so he knows yeah. those people because he sees the whole timeline. Okay, 100%. but I, but when it gets birthed into the natural, when it gets pushed into the natural, when it really, you know, when it actually starts moving, you know, it's like you look at this prototype or like this dream. You know, you look and see. I saw. I can see the whole thing. If I, when I create something, I can see it in my head already. I already know what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm familiar with it. But then I, it has to be created into the natural. You know what I'm saying? You following like, me? Yeah, think about like like um, Paul, like you've created this play, right? And you've got three acts in this play. So you know it. You know what's going to happen before anything happens, but it hasn't happened yet. 
But you yep. know that it's going to happen. You know when when Jeremiah walks into the scene. Yeah, no. Because you've created that. The thing is, the thing is, a soul, the, the concept of a soul is eternal. Okay, we just read a scripture about that. I forget what the scripture was. But the soul, the concept of a soul is something that has no beginning. It's like eternal, like like God is. And so when God says, I am your father of your spirit, so the soul now becomes a spirit, a spiritual being. The spiritual being now needs a body. So the body takes the spirit in it and becomes a sentient being, okay? So, but the soul continues after death. It goes either to heaven or to hell. Uh, there is no, like, and I don't know why it wouldn't be like that. I, I You know, I, I, I can't fathom it any other way, really, mm-hmm. to be honest. <laughs> well, to be, to be honest with you, I don't think it, I don't think really it matters. No. To, to the point where, but what matters is, is that, when you're on this earth and you're in your body, that is the only time where you can actually make your choice oh, totally. of whether or not you're going to accept the truth totally. or you're going to accept a lie. Totally. And the totally. truth is Jesus. Everything else is a lie. And there's a lot of everything else. I mean, how many religions are we talking about, Bob, over the course of human history have there been? Right. And yet only one way gets you saved. Only one way provides you with eternal life, and all the other ways lead to death. That is the wide road to dis- dis- destruction and a narrow path to salvation, isn't it? Right. Um, so, but the, but the key is is like now that we're we're here in this time frame, it's becoming very obvious, Paul, of what is truth and what is lie. I, I, I think it's it's going to be even more starkly that way during the tribulation. That there's not going to be any excuse whatsoever to not understand Absolutely. that what you're seeing is is lying signs and wonders, and that you can be deceived. But the fact is, is that we we are we know people that will willingly be deceived. Yeah, yeah. you know um, that's the point I was making earlier. You know, this is an incredible time to be alive right now, but. You know, like I said, it's a incredible time to be alive because all the Bible prophecy exploding everything, and you, there's so much to talk about. But there's a price. It, there's a price to pay though for being alive at this time because we are alive at a time when the world is getting the darkest. Okay, right before we leave. Okay, you know, I my, my stepfather died. All right, and he just died a couple months ago, and I was telling my mom, you know, what? he he was he was born at the best time. His time frame was I mean, he was born. He lived. He was eighty-four years old, and when he be, when he began his life, where he ended his life, he ended at a good time. Okay, so he got out of here before he got bad. But here we are now. We're probably going to be raptured, but you know, and it's great to be raptured because there's only going to be a tiny, minute part of the human civilization in eternity that were raptured. About ninety-nine percent right. of the human civilization were actually resurrected. But one percent right. will probably be raptured, okay? And you can you can take that title, do whatever you want to do with it. But the fact of the matter is, though, there's a price to pay. Look at us. Look at me. Look how wary I'm becoming. Being seeing all this stuff, looking at all this stuff, you know, going to war, warfare, and all this stuff like that with all this crap 
going on all around the world. Okay, trying to uh, encourage everybody. Okay, you got our government. Well, take a look what's happening in the United States right now. I mean, it's even worse here for us because we saw a once great nation and it fell within two to three years. It went to the highest it ever had. It went under Trump, it went to the highest, most prosperous nation ever, prosperous nation ever in the history of the world. And then it dropped like a toilet seat once Biden got in. Mm. Okay, that's that's tough to swallow, Kevin. Yeah, that's hard. It is, and then all the other crap on top of all these trans people and drag queens and stuff trying to go after our children now. And it's opened up lawlessness everywhere. No one's doing nothing about it. No, it's opened up the floodgates. the The, the gates are, uh, are are starting to really open up, and that's funny because like Title Forty Two is expiring. Right? Oh, Talk yeah. about the gates opening. Oh. Up. Uh, yeah, they're all waiting there. You know, we're 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 seeing we're we're seeing the gates opened up on so many fronts to allow for lawlessness. The fact is, is that they're not following the law. Okay, this government, this administration right now is not following the law. But that shouldn't surprise anybody, considering the what deeds they've done in the past. You you can see that when they got into power, that it wasn't going to be. Okay, let's crack down and, and, and law and order. I mean, these these are the last people that that want that. These are the people that want people to protect them so they can continue to do their nefarious corruption. So, Bob, it is kind of hard to swallow, though. I mean, we've lived in this country. We've been very blessed to 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 live in a safe in a fairly safe country comparatively, but. That has slipped away already, okay? This country is not like it used to be. And I'm telling you, Bob, that it's not going to get better, okay? If Mm -hmm. anyone is, like, thinking that all we have to do is just vote in some more Democrats and then we are going to turn this thing into a utopia, I mean, those people are completely deceived. It is not going to get better, Bob, and it is slipping away quicker and quicker every day. So... The tribulation must be right on. We must be right on the cusp of it because we can see all these things coming to pass right now. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking up and lifting up our heads because our redemption is drawing near. Who do you you think the Russians are blaming for these uh, (laughs) drone attacks uh, on Moscow and, and other places in Russia? They're not they're not blaming Kiev. They're not blaming Zelensky. They're they're blaming the U.S. of A. They know that we are behind all this. You know, we got all our operatives there, our agents, and they realize that they're fi- they're fighting against Ukraine, which is a proxy war for the U.S. and NATO. They they're not stupid. And yeah. <laughs> you remember how fast that pipe that that pipeline story went away, Bob? Yeah. I mean, it was like as soon as that ex-military guy, I think he was ex-military, came out and said, hey, I know what happened here. As soon as that happened, like all news were just like not talking about it anymore. You know? I know. Just like, the cover-up just came down and the, and the cover went right over it. And it's like, don't look, don't, nothing to see here, folks. Move along. Yeah, we, we got we got work to do. We can't have you guys talk about that. We got other pipelines, other stuff to destroy in this country. We got a lot of work to do. So, so you got to cover us here, okay? Thank and you. that's what Satan does. You know? He just comes to destroy, kill, steal, 
I mean, that's exactly what we're seeing run rampant right now. So, Bob, mm-hmm. once the restrainer is lifted, that gets freedom. That 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 evil gets free reign completely. How close right. are we since we're seeing how close that, that freedom is right now for them? The freedom you know, is on the I other don't... side. Isn't the freedom with the with, with the aggressor, with the person doing violence and not with the victim anymore? Mm-hmm. This lawlessness. You know, the Title 42, that, that – um... John, John, John Boucher made a reference about 42 months and stuff like that. The Bible talks about the 42 months. They got Title 42. Why did they call it 42 for and stuff like that? You know, you got but the, the seal about the bus at the seams here at the border. Okay. And you know what's funny is that uh, between South America, Nicaragua, uh, Honduras, uh, Mexico, Central America, okay, you got all these people coming up through like, the uh, South America, the Central America, up yeah. to, uh, Mexico. Now there's only they're all communist nations, but there's only one nation in there that's fighting for America, and that's El Salvador. Okay, they're arresting people. They're taking in MS-13. They're taking in sex traffickers and all your cartels. They're stopping them. They're arresting about a hundred thousand people. I don't know, is it per month or something like that, or more or per day? So they're doing a lot of work. What's funny is. Is that El Salvador? What's funny is that the Biden administration has turned their back on El Salvador. Why? Because El Salvador loves America. El Salvador is pro America. So, guess what? The Biden administration turned their back on them. Okay. Took all the trade away from them, took all the funding away from them. Okay. Pretty much told them to go jump in the lake. Okay. The only country that's holding back. So when this 42 thing is done, when it opens up, El Salvador is not going to be on our side either no more. Mm. It's just going to be wide open. Wide open. 50 million people projected when it's all said and done, Paul. 50 million people. How many people used to come into this country on a regular basis back back in 1980? What what we used to have? Like 100,000 maybe per year? Do you think 50,000? Do you think, Bob, it's because they figure with all these upcoming deaths from the jabs, uh, somebody's going to have to replace the population? True. Or they're looking for a civil war, and the people come in here and they try to break into your homes like they've been doing down in El Paso and all stuff and destroying everything. They go into these cities and destroying everything, laying, laying in the police stations asleep. You know what's going to happen? This is what I think is going to happen. That can happen. Yes, I agree, Paul. That can happen. Another thing that can happen is this. They spread all over the country, and that's what the Biden administration has been doing. They send 1,500 troops down there to process them and ship them to different parts of the country. They're going down there to help them move them up to different parts of the country, probably higher-ups in their military, something like that, then they move around, be it as it may. thing is, this is what I think is going to happen. They're going to go to war with us because they can't get our guns. Okay, the gun laws are not going to work. Even if they pass laws, we're not going to give it to them. Ask the people in Illinois when their governor tried to do that. All the sheriffs turned their back on him. Okay, so the gun laws are not going to work. We keep the guns. So what they need to do is give us somebody to shoot at. That's what they basically want to do. And in, and in the Albert Pike letters, it talks about us mm-hmm. wearing ourselves down in war right. and using up all of our bullets. Okay. It's the third third world war, isn't it? Yeah, which, which sounds a lot like the second uh, the second seal, right? Where peace is taken from the earth and the war just breaks out everywhere, and that right. just wears you out, right? Wears it down, 
and and then uh, after that comes the inflation, comes the the the, the you know the pestilence, comes and then, and then after come comes death and Hades and China comes in after that because what happens is we're going to war with everybody. Then what happens after that? China comes in as peacekeepers, mm-hmm. okay? Because our government's not going to do anything, but China will. It's going to be short lived though my because turned off again. But yeah. it's going to be short lived because. There you go. You've said it all along that in the first half of the tribulation, yeah. the Western Hemisphere is devastated. They're trying to yeah. turn uh, the U.S. into Venezuela or Haiti, where crime is rampant, lawlessness is rampant, uh, the police don't stand a chance, um, and if they can confiscate more guns, well, guess what? It'll be a lot more easy for China to step in and you know take control. Uh, it's it's a long term plan, and they're taking little steps at a time, little baby steps at a time. I think. Mm-hmm. What's going yeah, when on? When they get in here, though, they're going to be blowing the crap, though, because God opens up those seals. Well, not the seventh the seventh seal opens. I think China will be occupying America at this point. Uh, they said that they they will come in here with seven hundred million Chinese people to occupy this country. And trust me, they want to make sure to keep the infrastructure somewhat intact and don't destroy all the houses because they want to move into all the houses. Okay, so they want to take over everybody's land because they're supposedly all crammed over there. All right. It's going to be short lived, very short lived, Bob. Yeah, because once they're over here, then it's like, okay, God's like, okay, everybody's here. Now, whose blood do you want me to avenge? You want me to avenge your blood? Great. Now, who who shed your blood? All those Chinese troops that are living in. Uh, Living in the United States and all the Western nations down there, no problem. Hey, get over here. Let's do that seventh seal. Yeah, you, you know, don't want to be. You don't want to be in the United States post rapture. No, you don't. It's going to be horrific. It's going to happen so fast. They're they're, they're not going to know what hit them. They're going to be like they know. This is like they're going. Yeah, it's going to be bad. It's not going to take. It ain't going to take much time at all. That is when I believe you will have the Madrid. Uh, the the, mm. the the Madrid, the Madrid fault, yep. and also the San Andreas fault, and also the um, Yellowstone, uh, Yellowstone volcano. volcano. That's when those are going to go off. Yeah, I mean, you get you, listen. You get a big earthquake, uh, and you get you get tsunamis um, that can wipe out a coast very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, the San Andreas is um, is pretty f- far away from the coast, but um, that that can that can cause a a plate shift that and and you know if you guys ever see the movie 2012 mm-hmm. yeah, where the whole Southern California basin is just sliding into the ocean that is not uh, you know a, a fictional thing that is actually scientists say that that can happen the crust can break and that and then it's so um, you know shallow there that it actually can do that it's not like the guy who said. Hey, if everybody moves to the one side of the island, can it tip over? Remember that guy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> did he say that about Guam or something? He's like, everybody's moved because everybody's moving one side of the island. If you do that, it, could the island actually tip over? It's like that's funny. That's where all the that's where most of your illegal immigrants are going right now, Southern California. Isn't they're that interesting? Over there, so they're all guys gonna be like, okay, they're all here, tip them right into the water. <laughs> yep. There's oh, yeah. a there's a two mile stretch of um, RVs, homeless RVs, in California, 
the total number of homeless in the U.S. is 500,000. In California, it's close to 160,000 homeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that number Marion is... County. Marion County. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, uh, that's what they're looking for. They're looking to destabilize the economy. They're looking for the people to rely on the government for handouts. And that's why the younger generation doesn't really give a crap about working. They have no work ethic uh, that I can see. Uh, They'd rather, you know, be on the dole and just, you know, take their time. And if it's too hard, if the work is a little bit too hard, oh, I quit. You know, this is not for me. Um, It's true. There's a a generation now that I'm doing that, Paul, right? Like you get... Take take the mark, worship the beast, get provided for. Don't have to deal with anything bad, right? We we'll take care of you. Yeah, 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 exactly. But the people like us, we wouldn't we wouldn't take that deal, would we? <laughs> uh, over my dead body. <laughs> well, but see, that's the thing is that that's why we don't need to go through that. And yes, if you weren't a believer now and you became one afterwards, it would be over your dead body, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but I think that the, for people who who say that we that everybody's got to be here for the tribulation because we must get punished uh, because every because who are you to say that you're not going to be um, you know God God doesn't punish every single person with death okay he doesn't he removed Lot when he was supposed to be there and die in Sodom and Gomorrah but no he removed him Noah with the flood he told Noah. Yeah. Don't do this and you'll be saved. Yeah. What about all those Israelites who had the firstborn? You said, oh, you know, everybody's going to, firstborn's going to be killed. But if you let me into your house, basically, by putting this blood over there, yep. then I'm going to cross over into your house and I'm going to, and I'm going to be with you and I'm not going to kill you. For those who don't have that, we have not made an agreement, have we? No. And so you are my enemy. That's what that, that what that's what that uh, spreading the blood on the mantle. That's what it means. So, you know, when you when you consider all those things, we uh, God is going to protect those who love Him, and for and we are going to be removed prior to that. And for those who are here afterwards, God is going to give them peace. God said, "You don't even need to worry about what you're going to say because I'm going to give you the words." And he's going to give them peace, and and they are going to be able to go through it. And they're not going to be very happy, are they, Bob? Because that's the other stark difference too, between what the what the raptured saints are doing in heaven, and what the tribulation saints are doing in heaven. Two way different things, isn't it? Yeah, Talking two about different two different classes of people. Exactly. You know, one class is standing before the throne. And one is underneath the altar. <laughs> exactly. Two different locations. Okay, both One's of them have both, both multitudes have two different narratives. One multitude, which is us, standing before the throne, said, "You've redeemed us from the earth." Right. The other multitude is crying out for their blood to be avenged. Exactly. Okay, you can't have the entire multitude crying that out uh, standing before the throne. It's like, yeah, you're going to have some martyrs that are going to be resurrected with the with the body of Christ sure. because they died as martyrs. Like our apostle Paul died as a martyr. Okay, do you think he's underneath? He's going to be underneath that altar, Kevin? No. Okay, he was. He's going to be resurrected with the body of Christ Absolutely. at the resurrection. Everybody that dies from that day forward after the rapture ends up underneath that altar who are believers in Jesus. 
however that was going to work, how when the Revelation 14 angel and how that's going to happen. But be it as it may, though, those people end up, every one of them, every last one of them goes under that altar because their blood was shed here on the earth. They didn't die of cancer. They didn't die from some smoke. They didn't die from any of them. They got. They died because somebody killed them. Mm-hmm. They want vengeance. Yeah. Okay, and those are the people. I and here's my thing for everybody listening right now. That happens after the rapture because after the rapture we go to heaven. Revelation five, five and six. Right. We are having. We do a, a scroll opening ceremony in heaven. Right. Revelation five nine, where we sing the songs and the other verse I just gave you. We are there before he even opens the first seal. Exactly. So when he opens the first seal, that's the Antichrist. When he opens that first one, boom, the white horse rider, the name of the Antichrist gets revealed. The second one opens, a red horse, bam, that's when people start dying. Right. You know, then the third one, the black horse, and the, the fourth one, the green horse. I mean, know? even just that, those verses alone, Bob, in Revelation, talking about who is around the throne when the first seal is open. I mean, mm-hmm. if that's not, you know, if that's not the resurrected body of Christ, who could that possibly be? It doesn't make any sense because it talks about who the rest of the people are later on. So there's only one group left and that's the dead in Christ rise first. And we who are alive and remain are caught up together with them in the air to meet the Lord and be with them forever. That's, comfort each other with these words. I mean, that is pretty obvious. We are going to have a, 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 that is going to be a sight to see, Bob. The seals being opened, I mean. Right. You know, here's the thing, too. When John went up to heaven, that multitude was standing before the throne. Yep. Okay. And what he said? And he said, he said, I saw in verse uh, Revelation chapter 5, verse 3, and no man in heaven nor in the earth, neither under under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. Hmm. And so, so, so there's there's this dilemma that takes place yeah. when they're in heaven, okay. But what happens is goes to the very next verse. That and one of the elders says unto me, Weep not. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, which had prevailed to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. Mm. Okay, so there is a dilemma because people are looking around. They were, you know, who's going to open it? Okay, there was a dilemma, a temporary dilemma. Okay, that goes to show you that one, we're up there. Two, the dilemma takes place. Who's going to be worthy to open it? Even though it's kind of weird because we know he's worthy, but yet that happened. Maybe because he didn't know, but the rest of us did. And I think that's why the elder came and said, hey, it's okay. He's worthy to open it. That'd probably be any one of us that could tell, hey, hey, dude, relax. Jesus can open the seals. You know what's interesting? Because he was up there in his unglorified form. John was. You know, he didn't know any better. Right. But let me just throw this out there. When we go, when we get rapture resurrected, we go to the Bema seat, right? We, we're, we're going to get our rewards, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then the works that, that don't survive are going to be burned. And the ones that survive are going to give us rewards. Is, 
Think about how many pe- people Jesus has to go through in that rewards that are going on. Do you think it's possible, Bob, that as you get them, everybody's gathering there and they're all looking around and goes, who's going to open the seal? I'm like, well, none of us are worthy. And then when the last person gets their rewards, here's, here's the, here's the lion from the tribe of Judah. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, the rewards happen before the seals open. So Indeed. is that, is that the delay? Is that the reason why John's up there? And he's like, he's come up there right at the end of the reward ceremony. He's looking around. He's like, who's, and he's like, all, who's going to do this? Jesus comes in and he's like, okay, I don't know. I'm just a thought. I don't know. You know, and the, the fact of the matter is the Bible said, well, you know, some people argue, well, th- these are those that came out of the great, came out of the tribulation, the great tribulation. Okay. And they say, well, see, that goes to show you that you have to go through tribulation. There's no pre-tribulation rapture. It's like, hold on a second. Put the car in park, Clark. First of all, it says those who came out of the tribulation. All right. We are in the Daniel 70th week now. It just hasn't started yet, if that's the case. All right. We could be in the week right now, but it just hasn't started. That's what right. I talked about. Jesus said these days have to be shortened. We're in this. We're, we are in the 70. We are in the Shemitah cycle. Okay. So what happens is we come out of the Shemitah cycle, the seven year period on the earth. Okay, we come out of that. So technically, you could say, yeah, these are those that came out of the Great Tribulation. Okay, you could say that. Okay, for those people out there that say, oh, that's why, this is why we have to go through the Tribulation. Because we have to go all the way to the end in, in God's wrath before we get raptured. You know, I see people make that argument as well. Right. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not much of a rapture if you wait until the very end of the... <laughs> tribulation right yeah my dear bride uh, i have a, something really special in store for you uh you just wait <laughs> uh, you for seven years of hell and then you know what i'm gonna snatch you out of there and and save you and you'll be mine forever yeah well who's but 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 paul who's the alive and who is those who are alive and remain at that point During their trip, you have a rapture at the end when you, if you don't have any alive and remain. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I mean, does not the Antichrist get the power to overcome the saints? Yes, there won't be anybody to rapture. And don't the saints who do not take the mark get beheaded? and, And there's nothing, there's no remains, there's no remnant. It's done. They're all dead. I mean, there is a remnant. But that remnant is being protected in the wilderness for the 1,260. Exactly, yes. That is Israel. That is Israel ultimately calling out for their true Messiah to come. And they can count the days to his coming. Because if you count three and a half years, what is it, 1,261 days from the day that the Antichrist breaks the covenant, when he sits in the temple, and declares himself God. They can, you can count to the final. And they're day. not getting raptured. And that's not the rapture. That's no. the second coming. <laughs> they're not getting raptured. Jesus is coming because they've called on him, because the armies have amassed in order to destroy them and destroy Jesus who's coming, because they all know he's coming. They all know he's coming, and he's not going to come like a thief in the night. Uh, and some people think he's going to come in a feast day, you know, like uh, FedEx 
delivery driver on a high holiday. Here's your package. No, he's not going to come like that either. <laughs> then what are they doing out? What are they doing out in Armageddon? Um, if, if Jesus is, if if they don't know Jesus is coming, what are they doing out there? I mean, so listen, there, there's a lot of reasons why the rapture is before the tribulation, and the only reason why they can give you. Uh, they tell you that it's not is because you don't deserve it. That's what they, yeah. that's all they really say. They say, this is, there's going to be tribulation for everybody. You, you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. And then yet the Bible says, pray that you're worthy to escape all these things. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know what happened to those uh, Israelites that came out of Egypt yeah. and uh, broke the law when they built up this, golden statue, you know, the calf, while Moses was up on the mountain. You know what happened to them, right? Well, they turned against Moses, and it didn't work out well for them. (laughs) The earthquake kind of took over. Uh, There was was some shaking in the ground, and then they start falling in, you know, one by one. They kind of fell in there, you know. Uh, So if if you think that just because you've come out of, you know, a tribulation period, that the Lord is still mindful of you if you disobey him, if you dishonor him, if you, you know, forget about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the two different gospels, too. So you're going to have colliding gospels. That's like the, one of the best arguments I make, man. I was like, if we're here when Elijah and Moses shows up, the two witnesses show up, you know, we're all going into Jerusalem and we're going to be crowding them because we know who they are. You know, Paul Bagley will be there. You know, Perry Stone will be there. They'll all be there, man. They're going to have all these the trips to Jerusalem to go see the two witnesses, and they're going to be grabbing the Jews by the beard and say, hey, man, you know who that is over there? You, let me tell you about him and what you should be doing. You know, we're not there giving them those instructions, okay, because we're gone. Yeah. Okay, they got to figure that out on their own. All right, we're not we're not there holding their hand through this, man. We no. got our own battle to fight. Okay. Again, if like there's a whole bunch of people around the throne when the seals are being opened, who could those right. pu- people possibly be? It already says the Old Testament saints are, are uh, have already been redeemed in one respect, and then it also says that the great white throne judgment is going to happen for those who died in, not in Christ. So it's not those people; they're never going to go to heaven. It's not the tribulation right. saints because the tribulation hasn't even happened yet. So, I mean, it, it's pretty clear to me, Bob, that you, you, that when you um, state all these things and, and read these verses, it, that all these, these things that are talking about that group of people are talking about us. And we are witnessing these things right now. We don't need two witnesses to preach to us. We don't need the everlasting gospel preached to us. We have read what the gospel is in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, have we not? Mm-hmm. We've read the, we, we know the gospel, we've read the gospel, and we believe the good news that Christ came, that he died for us, that he resurrected for us, and that he gave us eternal life through, our, through his grace, through our belief, our faith in that, and that he's coming back again. That is the mm-hmm. good news. Well, the Bible talks about in the book of Acts, you know, Apostle Paul and Apostle Peter. When Paul, when a Peter, after Apostle Paul received the gospel of grace, you know, and he went and talked to the of the apostles and Peter, the Bible said they had no small dissertation. Okay? Right. 
that meant that they, they are conflicting gospels. And yeah. then the Bible, in the book of Acts says specifically that there are two gospels, one for the Gentile, the other one's for the circumcision, okay, the Jews. Because right? Peter is like, that's not the kingdom gospel that I know. And no. then, you know, it's it, and and because because there's works involved with the kingdom gospel, and you're, and it's yeah, there is works involved with that. First, you need to be saved, but then you have works to get into the kingdom. And then Paul's like, "Look, I'm focused on the gospel of grace here. I'm focused on salvation. And yes, I will talk about kingdom and that people who do these things will not inherit the kingdom. So so stay away from those things. Should we continue to sin?" God forbid that we do that. So Paul is going to talk about that as well, but he's going to focus on the gospel of grace. He's going to focus on that we are saved by grace through faith that is a free gift and that no Mm -hmm. one can boast about it using their works and say that they got saved by their works. A prime example, example, Kevin, would be uh, Peter himself. I mean, Peter was on the Mount of Transfiguration, he saw the Lord transfigured. He saw Moses and Elijah come down from heaven, talk to the Lord. He told the Lord, should I build three tabernacles, you know, for you like guys? Like here, yeah. You know, Peter was the guy that saw, you know, the resurrection of Lazarus, perhaps. He, he walked on water when the Lord was on the water, you know. He, he was all there for the Lord. He told the Lord, Lord, I will never, ever deny you. I will never, I will die for you. And yet, and yet, he denied him three times. The Lord says, before the cock crows in the morning, you're going to deny me three times. Mm -hmm. And when he did that, he wept bitterly because he had denied the Lord three times. This is Peter, the arch apostle, the preeminent, you know, this is the guy who took a little knife and cut off the servant's ear, you know, when they came to arrest the Lord. This guy was very out there. You know, he always had the he always had the first word and the last word. He was very aggressive, very proactive. He was always asking questions of the Lord. You know, why is this? Why is that? You know? <laughs> yeah, but don't forget the end of that story, which is Jesus giving the, the, him the opportunity to redeem himself when he asked him three times if he loved him. Mm-hmm. I, I was getting Isn't that beautiful. I was getting to that, and that gives you a perspective on the Lord's munificence, His grace, His love, His right. absolute loving heart. You know, uh, which and we have to love Him. We have to love Him, and the way the way. Excuse me, if I express my personal concept on how to love the Lord. Uh, it is to ask the Lord, please, Lord, please give me your heart. Take away my heart. I don't want my heart. I don't want to feel like I used to feel about people, about myself. I don't want my ego. I don't want any of this. I still have ego, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do that, you are loving the Lord so, 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 so much that you want to have his heart, his feelings, his perspective on others, and then you start, well, then you start loving your neighbor as yourself. Really, yeah. it's it's a lot easier. It's true, <laughs> and it gets and it's amazing as you get older, you become more like that, and you you give up your some of that hubris or whatever, right? From that you had before, you realize 
I think over the course of your life, you how you know how awesome it is to to be in the loving arms of a loving God, and that you don't and you know more and more every day how how much you don't deserve it because of anything that you've done because all you've done there may be some works that that do not burn up right but most of those things are filthy rags right and you know what they are and yet and so you can't look at yourself and go i got myself here you know i i did this and i think as you get older you start humbling getting more humble and realizing that you are you are called to to be a witness of the gospel and that you let that work through you and like i said before some sometimes you don't even need to say anything just the way that you are people can tell that there is a light inside of you that's different. You know, that's very interesting, Kevin, because in our day and age, there's a lot of people that look kind of evil, dark, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. especially if you go in a gym, like I can work out in a gym, and there's only maybe a few people, a handful of people that have a lambent, calm, loving, Christ-like face. Okay, The the Mm -hmm. rest, they're like mean looking they have no smile on their face they have no tendency to they're not cordial they don't want to talk to nobody they're just zombies almost you know wow that's pretty scary yeah i i mentioned a couple weeks ago that i went to a walmart and it was just like you could just see them all they were all just demons i mean they're all all had them in there and they it was awful it just felt like I walked into a really dark place, you know, yeah. and it was, it, it was very um, unsettling. Yeah. Did and not want to be in the presence of all that evil that was just, you know, brewing there. It's like a cauldron almost. And it's just like bubbling over and you walk into it and you feel like you've stepped into the pot and you're starting to boil too. And you're like, I, I want out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. The other thing I noticed is a lot of times they detect they detect the goodness person and they they kind of spread away from you. They kind of like yeah. leave you alone. They don't want to talk to you. They leave you alone. You know. Yeah, that, like the lady at the counter. She just wanted me to get out of there. You know, she's just like like as soon as I walked up, she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't even say anything. I'm like, she's wow. like. And I'm like, whoa, get out of here. And I'm just like, whoa. I mean, she actually said, get out of here. And I'm like, get out of here. I mean, thanks for the welcome, Walmart. Appreciate it. I'm going to throw out a few questions for everybody. We don't have that many of them. At least uh, Greg didn't star that many of them. So there's one about May 14th, Israel's birthday. Ah. Watch date for four or a forewarning countdown. Yeah, man. Sure, why not? The uh, the bir- Israel's birthday. Seventy fifth. I mean, the rapture can happen tonight. You know, that's my hope every night before I go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it is number se- seventy five since uh, May fourteenth, nineteen forty eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if, if you're trying to set dates and times, uh, it's not going to happen. The the Lord is going to come when when you least expect it. It's it's going to happen. Um, like a thief in the night, you know. Nobody yeah. knows when the thief is going to come in the night. Nobody, unless, you know, 
unless you have a sense, uh, I, I don't pretend to be that person that knows exactly how the Lord is going to communicate to me the day before he arrives to rapture us. I may not be raptured. I don't know. I, you know, I pray that I am. I've seen Good. enough. I've seen enough rapture dreams to believe. That's what you're supposed to do. Pray that you're worthy to escape all these things. And he, he yeah. is worthy. He is worthy. <laughs> I pray every day that I can be worthy to escape. But maybe he has a different plan for me. I don't know. But the thing is, um, we don't know at the hour and the day. And, and, and anybody who's trying to set times and specific dates, they eventually get mocked. And then people start mocking the whole rapture mean you know the mm-hmm. unbelievers start talking about oh you know they predicted this date and that date that never happened this never happened so why even believe in anything like that? You know, the scoffers yeah, it's kind of, it's a, there it's, isn't a point of day no point to try to predict dates for the rapture I mean, we can see what's going i mean we can i like to look at the big seven year periods yeah. and i like to look at things that are pointing towards his return you know and stuff like that but no one knows the day all right, no one knows the hour no. of his return. You know, no one knows that. It feels like know. we're in this in this window though of time that has an endpoint, right? And 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 like yeah. we don't know exactly what that endpoint day is, but the endpoint day is the day of the rapture. That's the day that the rapture happens, and so there is no after that that the rapture can occur. So we just we don't know that day, but we know that we're in. Certainly, the window has started. Um, mm-hmm. But we don't know. But God knows because there is an appointed day. OK, God's not sitting up there right now and going, hmm, should I do the rapture today? I don't know. I got I, I to figure this out No, OK, he, he knew us before the beginning of time. He knows the rapture day before the beginning of time as well, because he's been there and beyond already. So we, we just need to trust in him. And in the meantime, we can't let our light go out. We can't hide our light underneath a bushel. No. We've got to make sure that we are out there. But like Greg mentioned in that verse, we need to be wise, but we also need to be gentle. We cannot be. We don't. We don't want to go out there guns ablaze and be violent, um, because we have a message of love really to spread. Because it's the love of God, and that everybody is a sinner, but because of God's love, He provided a way for us. Right. To dwell with him forever through his son Christ Jesus. We're still in the in the era age of grace, and so everything is done with, you know, uh, a velvet touch. Uh, it's like you, you don't want to go overboard with people, and uh, you want to love them, be kind to them. But once that's over, once I, I feel like we're so close to the cusp, you know, like yeah. Uh, the Lord is going to pull the restrainer. He's going to pull the plug, <laughs> and then and then it's going to be totally a different uh, theater. Okay, we're going to be looking at supernatural things happening here. Okay, mm-hmm. look how fast the technology is going. I mean, you know, like JD Farag said, uh, you know, a few times in his in his sermon or prophecy videos, he says that the rapture has to happen fairly soon. Otherwise, the technology is going to outpace what the Bible says is going to happen in the end times. So he could yeah. duplicate it. Right. And that's the whole thing about Jesus must return. Otherwise, no flesh would be able to be saved. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the Bible says in Revelation 9.15, and, you know, we're talking about, you know, this. we don't know the day or hour. We don't, we don't know when the rapture resurrection is going to take place. But we do know that the Bible, I mean, the Bible talks in Revelation 19 and 9.15, a specific day and hour or something that takes place. It says, and the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year. For to slay the third part of men. That happens during the tribulation. So God has already picked out a year already when this is going to happen. He already, if you go to God and say, what year is that going to happen? He's like, well, evidently it's going to be a year when you're not on the earth. Because you're going to be up in heaven. So that goes to show you right here, God already has this thing set in stone. But the Bible said we look through a lens dimly. Yeah. Okay, glass is dim right now. Okay, it's kind of hard for us to see, but the fact of the matter is, the word says right here, and that's one example that there. This thing is set in stone. Okay, God is not in the heaven, like you said, Kevin. God's not up in heaven, going. Ah, you know, would Dave today be a good day? You know, uh, you know, Prince uh, King Charles. Now, I think he needs to go a little bit further. He needs yeah, to kill not, a few more people. You know, he's, before he's not you know. Perhaps yeah. today is a good day to die. I mean, it's it's not yeah. that. It's 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 you know there there is going to be a, a there is a time already set. And you know what's really interesting to me, Bob, is all this stuff that you're coming up with 2030. What is coming up in 2029 that is of of significance? On April thirteenth, twenty twenty nine, Friday the thirteenth. What is mm-hmm. what is predicted to happen that day? By by many uh, astronomers and scientists. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a supposed asteroid that's going to. They say it's going to pass the pass the Earth by about was it two hundred thousand miles? I Not think it, that, like I think it's down miles. to like thirteen thousand miles or 13, something like that. Miles. Like within even some areas of where satellites are. That's, but that's there are other cold. ones who are saying no. That's it's not going to be thirteen thousand. It's going to impact. Mm. Mm. What I'm yeah. seeing with uh, with the rapture dreams, because what I do every day is I go on YouTube and I try and look for people that have had more rapture dreams. You know, could uh, that be Wormwood, Bob? And uh, yeah. Yeah. Wormwood, yeah. And I'm seeing more and more little children having dreams of the rapture, and they get very emotional. They get some of them get very emotional when they recount their dreams. And so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, maybe perhaps, you know, uh, the hour is getting closer because more and more people of, you know, like angelic with angelic hearts are having impressions. Uh, why would the Lord pour his spirit on such little ones? We're talking, some of them are two year olds, three year olds, five year olds, six year olds, uh, the, the most innocent of the purest hearts. So, this is this is a special time, and like I said before, you know, if the people on on YouTube represent point, let's say zero zero five percent of people that have rapture dreams, imagine how many more people in the world are having these rapture dreams. Yep, there is. I got the um, Rebecca's like read the read the the wormwood prophecy. This is the sequel to that. Mm-hmm. This is uh, and I'm and, I, and I've read just. I just cracked it. I mean, just a little bit of it. I still got a long way to go. 
but I'm getting there. It's amazing. This, I mean, the start of this book is just amazing. This is the sequel. It's called The Messenger. Um, and the question is, is whether or not this asteroid, Apophis, is going to impact the Earth on April 13th, 2020, 2029, which is basically a year and a half before the Feast of Trumpets occurs in, uh, in 2030 that Bob's been pointing to. A year and a half would put it pretty much almost smack dab in the middle of the second half of the tribulation. I could, I could see wormwood, you know, basically turning the waters bitter and burning up things and stuff like that as a part of this, as this asteroid possibly goes into chunks. It says that a mountain goes into the sea. This thing's the size of a mountain. Okay. Wait, what goes into the when it goes into the sea and it hits it and it hits all that dirt up into the sky yeah. and all the stuff that's in the ground. I mean, look at all the explosion we have happening right now with all the plants and train derailment and all the dioxide that's getting exactly. onto the water, into the water, into the food. Poison. Okay, the plants. It's it's spoiling the water. But imagine now having something like that hit the earth. Imagine the dust cloud that thing's gonna form. It's well, not gonna destroy the earth. No. They've also said that th- that these asteroids that can impact can harbor bacteria and things like that as well. And and yeah. and and different elements that basically are poison. Yep, absolutely. So you have that going on right there. So that yeah, that could be the that could be the fulfillment of that mountain of fire hitting the waters and could be the fulfillment of wormwood. Okay, because it has to hit the, it has to hit all the, cause all the dioxide to go up into the sky, and then rain back down, and it's going to be global, because we've already seen that happen with the Sahara Desert. Suppose that the, the asteroids are hitting over there, causing dust storms come all the way over here. Okay, I mean, so it, it can't be a coincidence that the closest pass of this asteroid comes to Earth in April of 2029. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I mean, like, it comes by a whole... It comes by, I think, every eight years or something like that. It, so, but this is the closest. And why 2029, Bob? And why is everything else pointing to 2030? It just it just feels like it's that that's just yet another thing that's lining up. Like if it was twenty thirty one, then forget. it wouldn't make sense, right? It'd be like, wait a minute, why? Why is that? But it actually is not. It's twenty. It's April thirteenth, twenty twenty nine. Mm-hmm. And don't forget that the uh, the, uh, the 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 solar cycle will also be at mm. solar maximum halfway through between now and twenty thirty two. It'll be at solar right. maximum, which will be able to enable the sun. To do out the judgments of the uh, Revelation chapter sixteen and other things that the Lord needs it to do. Okay, so yeah, the sun's going to be in position as well for all those judgments as well. So I mean, it's just like this. It's like between now and twenty thirty, man. And then you got our governments. Didn't uh, didn't AOC say that the world will be destroyed in twelve years? And she said that I think it was like late twenty. I think it was late, late 2017 or early 2018. Yeah, yeah. 2018. It, was, it was 12 years, and I said it was. 
2030. 2030. When that lined up. So yeah. Right. So she. So, so the Lord's kind of like she's kind of like burping <laughs> this stuff up. She doesn't know what she's saying, but no. she's actually speaking some truth because the Holy Spirit's like hitting her in the back. When she yeah, said that, I know it was right after the Revelation 12 sign, Bob. I know that it was like pretty much right after that, within like a year. And uh, she said we got 12 years left, and I'm like, you know what? She might be right. Yeah, and I, I she said might it. Be right. I, I did. I did a report on that. I said, you know what? I think she's speaking some truth here for once. <laughs> <laughs> she actually accurately, and, and and I had a hard time with it because I was like, well, because I'm thinking the tribulations was going to begin back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like know. that's too far out, right? Yeah. But now, but here we are now, 2023. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I think she was right. That lines up. That lines like- up. I like I like what Texas Dream just said here uh, a minute ago. She says uh, these people don't have any conscience; they only have con science. Uh, <laughs> because they're, they're coming up with all these, you know, mothership stories around the solar system. They're getting ready. There's going to be more and more of these stories of UFOs. So they've got to have an explanation for everything, right? And when the well, rapture, falling angels are going to give them some con science as well. <laughs> it's, uh, um, yeah, no, they're yeah, going to that, fall from that hook, line, sinker, are they? And that's ramping up, too. Yeah. I mean, just added to the rest, Paul. You know, yeah. those, those UFO reports now. Yeah. I mean, it's really coming at us from all angles right now. That's yeah. why, and then you, and, you know, just like, uh, just like the what's the name was saying, just like you're saying there, uh, just like saying there, Kevin, it's like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense that we should be here, and then we should be here seven or you know six yeah. and a half years from now. Right. It doesn't make sense. And uh, what's his name? You said um, I can't remember the preacher's name now. The uh, Shirag, um, Shirag. Huh? Did he fraud? Yeah. He said that, that the technology is getting beyond what the Bible says it should be. Yeah. So, yeah. So at that point, <laughs> I mean, we're at the, we, we are running out of real estate right now. We're definitely in the season. We can feel, we know that we're in the beginning of sorrows because those things are taking place. They're coming to pass. Um, we are living through this time. I mean, it's just the last three years, Bob, have been, something that is way is different than any other time before in history as well. So um, we're already seeing, and you know what they, you know how much they use that in order to set up the tribulation. It's, it's beyond our wildest imaginations of how much that got them so much closer to where they need to be. Right. It's, 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 it's all part of God's plan though. So, you know, we we just need to be thankful that we are um, saved and that and that we are you know we are not deceived. I thank God that I'm not part of this these earth dwellers. I, I I and like I said, Bob earlier, I just I hope that they come around. I know many of them won't, but some of them will. And so every little piece that we give them can actually make a difference. Mm-hmm. We plant a little seed here and there, right? And we that's all we can do. We can also water it by, like, you know, basically reinforcing it. But they they need to be the ones who actually call out, 
We cannot force them into that. All we can do is just tell them and give them an answer of why we have hope. Amen to that. Amen. So I'll probably cut the broadcast off right here. We're almost at two two hours and ten minutes. Uptime uh, overtime. Yep. So nice. thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll just see you next week. Hopefully, I would rather see you all in the air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't want to go through this whole thing again, gathering information and have to look at everything. Watching CNN, I don't want to do that, you know. No. <laughs> you know, there's other stuff that nobody else wants to watch, you know. So just so we could come and share it with you here on Uptime. So Ugh. hopefully I'll see you guys in the air. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bob. Thank you Kevin. Thank you, Paul. Right. God bless you all. And hang in there, for we are almost finished. Amen. 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 Amen.